Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the saddest week of our season, of our, of our year. This is the saddest week of our year. And it's not because of, uh, of, of Kobe. We're very sad about him. It's, it's a terrible tragedy, tragedy, but it's also the end of the football season as well. It's like a cornucopia of, of, uh, of downer here um, at the Under Review show. Um, but we're going to pick up and we're going we're gonna to get through it together because I have some people to help support me. Eric Rosenthal and uh, Sean Pfeiffer are joining us this week, um, as they do most every week and have this entire football season. They're going to hang out. We have to talk about the biggest of the big, the biggest game of all, the Super Bowl. A Super Bowl, though, that, uh, that is going to be very interesting because none of us have a, have a horse in this race. And we are fully engrossed in the, the magical world of proposition betting and um, actual handicapping of the game. Because normally we have the luxury of playing around with odds, lines, totals, props of teams that we are completely engrossed in and can hopefully make good informed decisions, but we're not this time. We are just hanging out there like normal fans trying to figure this damn thing out. This is the Under Review Show, and this is the Aftermath. Every Tuesday, these guys come on, and we talk about what happened the week before in betting. We try to figure out what we're going to do in the next week. Eric Rosenthal, welcome back to the show. How do you do, sir? It is great to be back. It's sad that it's the last show of the yeah. whole season, but I'm surprised you said we all have no horse in this race, because I clearly so do have a horse in, horse in this race. Um, I have put most of my, <laughs> my financial net worth on... J-Lo showing butt cleavage oh, at halftime. J-Lo and is the horse in your race. I, <laughs> yeah. I got it. Yes. That is a prop. We'll go over Sean Pfeiffer. No horse. Or, but do you? Do you have a pony? Do you have a pony uh, in the you, show? Listen, I, I, I think that you could make a pretty strong case that that's a good horse to have is, in a race. That is about as good as the um, I, I do not, sir. I know no horse in this race. We'll talk about so many good props that that our friends over at Bet Online have posted uh, throughout the show, and then obviously our thoughts on on the game itself. But it's you're, you're right; it's a unique dynamic that we don't have for the first time all season. Uh, we don't have a rooting interest. No Packers. There's no Patriots. No Texans uh, in the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, all were in the playoffs, but none made it to the promised land. So we're we're going to look at this through some, uh, uh, well, uh, non-biased eyes, and I, I think it's going to be—it's going to make for a good show today. It absolutely will, and uh, and you know we're going to make the most of it here too, because uh, yeah, after this, yeah, we got no football. Well, I mean, I guess uh, pitches and catchers uh, report in two weeks, so that's going to be a lot of fun. And then we have a whole NBA season that we're going to go over, and that's really—you guys are huge basketball dudes. And, uh, and it's going to be a fun transition for those of you who followed us during football season. You don't have to worry about it. We're going to be talking a lot of basketball, um, betting through the, uh, through the spring, through the, through the spring and the, uh, and the summer ish time. Oh, we got to get into this. Here's, here's the deal. This is what the Super Bowl is about. It's, it's about proposition betting. I had Adam B from betonline.ag last week to talk a bit about like the growth and explosion of proposition bets. And he you know, talked about 10 or 15 years ago, how it started, where there was like a handful of them, but now it's like a juggernaut. Now it's like they dedicate so much of their bandwidth just to coming up with crazy props and grading them. So uh, when we spoke last week on Thursday, there was more than 600 proposition bets on bet online that you could bet on with more being loaded like every day. So it's probably at seven or 800 right now that you can, you can choose from. So, I mean, you know, the, the crazy thing about it, the, the OG prop bets were, were pretty simple. It was like coin toss and how long the national anthem would last. 
And then, and then it got, you know, it got fun with like, oh, what's the color of the Gatorade going to be poured on the coach? Oh, that was, I remember that being just such a crazy one. And then it just kind of went off. And, and because props during regular season became big, where it's like, hey, how many touchdowns is someone going to throw in a game? I could bet on that. That's a good one. You have all those. But now it's because of the Super Bowl, you have like every player available. And then it, it's it's leaked into like halftime show and what's going to go on during the halftime show and how long the halftime show is going to be. All There's a whole section called halftime specials on Bet Online, which we're going to go into right now, you guys. And we're going to talk a bit about how do, how do we handicap the halftime show? Eric, it is Shakira and J-Lo. The first one on the board is, is just a cleavage shot here, which I think is super obvious because of who they are. But like, is this is what we've relegated to that you can actually take your hard-earned money and bet on on whether we're going to, you know, have a bit of promiscuity on the halftime show at the Super Bowl? Yeah, I don't know why we're going to waste our time talking about the game at all. I'm, I'm more focused on J.O.'s butt cleavage, Demi Lovato's national anthem time, how long the word brave will be when she sings. Um <laughs> How you long know, the word brave, like the, the how long she extends the note for? Yes. Yeah, that. Uh, <laughs> will Jay-Z be shown during halftime? Like these are the things that we should be focusing about Yeah, because that's where you can really make your money. That's it. You've you shifted your, your horse. You don't have a team in it, so screw the game. Let's get in the real stuff here. Um, yeah, I mean there's some fantastic ones here. So there's like there's the cleavage, which by the way, having both of them showing cleavage during the halftime show um, – um, is is the is a massive favorite at minus two fifty, um, and we know that's going to happen because we even know like if you see it every year, even even the dude last year from like what the heck band was he in? I don't even remember. Showed cleavage last year. It's just like this is all this is happening. He was nude, basically the whole show. So I mean, I think that just goes. I think you throw your money after minus two fifty all day. I mean, the butt cleavage one is pretty crazy, though. And that is like from the JLo side of things because that was like her MO, right? Was she like she she was like the booty or whatever, like in her heyday and stuff. Like that's the overwhelming underdog though, that, that she's not going to she's not or she, yeah, she will. I mean, it's crazy. D, like sorry to jump in, but it, that's gotta be one of the best bets on the entire board, right? I mean, J Lo showing butt cleavage. I mean, for fuck's sake, J Lo was just in a movie. How, how long ago? Like six months ago? And she was a stripper in the movie. Uh, the, I think the title was Hustlers in that movie. Uh, we're we're going to now say that on a on a national stage, there's going to be zero butt cleavage? I, I, <laughs> She's going to pass up on that opportunity? <laughs> yeah, there's no way. It's impossible. I'm, I'm taking the 250 and I'm, I'm hammering the, the plus 250 here. You just, you just love that uh, idea. I love this bet. Maybe yeah, some low-rise... Like, like circa 2000 style jeans going there. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the, here's the funnest part of this, of this whole thing too, is that these hundreds and hundreds of prop proposition bets have to be graded at some point by the people that bet online. So th they have to actually, someone's got to make this decision um, at halftime and watch it and decide what qualifies um, as butt cleavage or not. Um <laughs> Which is insane, but that's really what's going to have to happen. And they'll probably have debate. There'll be like a spirited debate about the the butt cleavage, um, possibly, or possibly not. Like, what if there's a, con a controversy about what constitutes butt cleavage? Like, it's a wild one here. Um, and, and they have like little notes on it um, that you can... Uh, 
that, that clarify the bet. So in terms of like the butt cleavage one, it's it's a must perform for action. Book manager's decision is final. Must show clear separation of the butt cheeks. Skin must be visible. That is the criteria of the uh, of the butt cleavage. Um, what do you guys think of that? Like that's this is good. I mean, I'm glad that this clarification. Envy, like I, I don't envy this job at all. Like the, it, imagine just how precise you, you have to be. I mean, I guess this specific prop is, is kind of a fun, fun thing to, to analyze, but you know, I'm, imagine how many times they're pausing every single time or butt show on national TV and just, just going over and over it, oh. just going back and forth, rewinding it back and forth. Was that, is it, yeah, wait, wait, wait a second. Tapes. I'm not done yet. Uh, we need to pause it again. On yeah, we're going to have uh, to. Let's go back to uh, the beginning sequence of the halftime show. Um, yeah. Yeah. Don't envy them. But here's the deal. This is the great thing that uh, the Bet Online guys are going to have is a, a live uh, prop grading um, um, blog happening real time, um, which you can find through the, through the Bet Online Twitter account. Um, during, uh, leading up to the game, they'll have it on there where you can, you, you know, if you are putting money on, or you, even if you're just interested in figuring it out, um, there will be a live, there will be a live uh, feed on their website of somebody updating the grading of these as they go with the ex- explanations um, that go alongside them. So thank goodness we're going to have that kind of real time, and there's no ambiguity ambiguity behind it. Um, we'll have somebody, you know, giving a real. Uh, <laughs> The real in-depth scientific CSI analysis of all of these uh, of all of these halftime prop bets, including every other prop bet too. Um, you know, you know, God forbid, there's another you know coin toss controversy, right? And, and speaking of which, did any of you actually bet on the coin toss? Because for me, the absurdity of that is just beyond me. I just don't know why I would do there, that. I there's like a ridiculous toss. amount, right, Eric? Every it's I mean, the most like, popular one. Uh, I've bet on the coin toss. Um, not who. Um, if it's going to come up heads or tails, but I have bet on w- if a team will call heads or tails. Um, that has happened. Uh, I think the Patriots like called heads every single time. So I m- made some money betting on the Patriots to call heads. Uh, but I also am a, a big fan of betting the national anthem. I think that's, that's the, well, then you can the handicap that one. It, this is what I'm getting at. It's like, it's like, uh, the, the, you know, the actual stats that we went over with Adam B about the coin toss. It's basically 50, 50. I think it's 28, 25 for tails over the course of the 50 Super Bowls or 54, 53 Super Bowls that they've been. Well, tails never fails. Dude. Well, but this is the thing. It's like, it's, it's, you, we're due for a heads and that's the way to get, you lose all of your, of your money. Um, so the, the deal is it's like, uh, there's just no handicapping something 50, 50, but there is handicapping the national anthem. I love this one. Eric, continue. Are you like, what analysis are you putting into this? Are you, are you watching other songs? Are you checking out what live YouTube broadcasts of, of Demi Lovato? Like what's going on? You, you have to watch, you know, all previous recordings of, of her singing the national anthem at big stages. And I've noticed it's been getting uh, longer and longer. The older she gets, um, she oh. started off at like a, a minute 37 <laughs> national anthem. Her last national anthem was 207, which was a record high for her. But at the Super Bowl, you got to think this is the one time you're gonna go. You're gonna go longer with it. You're gonna take in the moment. You're gonna extend every note. You're gonna extend that final brave as long as you possibly can um, with the whole world watching. So I, I think you got to go over it as she just had a trajectory up, as she got you know older in her career, still in her prime. 
prime years for singing anthems. Um, and uh, I'm going over. Uh, I, I know a lot of people um, think uh, it's already been bet up a little bit. It started at like 156 to the two minutes and one second, but I still think she goes over two minutes and one second. And I'm very passionate. I'm going to double my money before the game even starts. Wow. I'm a little surprised, guys, that the fireworks heard right after the bombs bursting in air line in the national anthem is a plus for the yes. I mean, I like that seems like a good bet, right? Yeah, isn't that just the what they do that, these days? Yeah. I think it's like standard. No, like you always have bombs bursting in the air right after that song, especially on like a huge stage. Maybe if you're like talking about a, a triple A or a double A baseball team, they might not have the budget to have bombs bursting in the air, but. Come on, it's the Super Bowl. There's going to be some some fireworks heard. I yeah, think I totally think so. And this is this is that's another one too that that I'm I, I feel like my experience of watching so many sporting events yeah. in my life leads to handicap this really well. That like if it's if it's not the favorite, there's got to be something going on. There's something missing here. You know what's what's why why aren't they going to do that? It's just and it, I'm not talking like they don't have to do a full fireworks show, but just a couple pops. You never know. You, so for me, it's it feels like I'm leaning towards for sure. Um, here's an interesting one I wanted to get in with you because this is the you know the business of uh, of betting that we're in, and this is this is a wild one because we're going to talk about the game and try to handicap it. But all three of us were talking on air about about the difficulty in handicapping this game because it is one of the most even. Super Bowls in, in recent memory of what of what could actually happen. Yeah. You know, Super Bowls generally keep it. You know, there's an anomaly here and there, but the lines are never egregious generally because you have the two best teams generally in the league that are playing each other. So uh, regardless of their style of play, regardless of, you know, their legacy, I guess maybe Patriots aside, um, there's generally a very tight line on this, but always enough to chew on a little bit. And because of that, though, it brings into question things like um, the largest wager taken by Nevada sportsbooks. So that's public information that they that they release about about how much um, they take in for like single bets, and obviously they use it as a PR um, standpoint too. And right now the the total the over under is setting at two million dollars. Um, it's minus one twenty either side, so there's not been very much movement on it. But I can't go anywhere but under because even the the least like the dumbest rich guy that wants to get publicity from betting on it still doesn't really have. A great like there's a semblance of handicapping, not just being a homer for something like two million bucks, you know. And they they've got really got to get behind it. I like can't help but go under. I think there's going to be some massive wagers because guys like to 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 posture and and talk about how much they do. Um, but I don't even think a guy like Floyd Mayweather is going to bet up to something like two million dollars for this. I think it's going to be under all day, only because we have a very evenly matched game going on Sunday. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I think people aren't taking a strong position on this game as they have in the past, um, especially when Tom Brady's involved. I think that gives a lot of people, uh, well, I think they know exactly what's going to happen when Brady's playing. And him not playing uh, makes this, you know, pretty pretty strange. Yeah, it's a weird one. Fife, like your thoughts on this. Do you think, you think I mean, there's also a bet to, to see how big um, Floyd Mayweather's wager is going to be. And it's at, it's the over under set at a million bucks. The under is the favorite at minus four fifty. I'm all over that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that seems like a layup. I, I think that's almost a sure thing. I, I'd be interested to see 
going back years, how many times he hasn't hit that mark. Uh, it, almost always there's a story about how much Floyd bet on the Super Bowl that comes out in the news after the game. So I, I'd be shocked if that weren't the case. And, and to the point of just the under on the game itself, uh, 54 just seems, I mean, in, in my estimation, we're talking about a very, very real uh, San Francisco defense that I don't know if if the odds makers here, which obviously they're the best and, and they do what they do for a reason, but I don't know if, if they're right on this one. Like I, I would, I'd be with you. I'd be hammering the under here just because San Francisco's defense, I, I believe in it. I think, and we'll talk about this a little bit more later in the podcast, but I think I believe in San Francisco's defense more than I believe in the Chiefs' offense, and, and that's going to be, man, that's going to be a debate. Dude, uh, we're going to have to get I, into I, that. I, yeah. But yeah. You're, that being said, the public line, these, these are, this is the most public line of the season, of the year, of yeah. the ever. Um, I'm going to tell you, it's it skyrocketed. You know what I mean? It's like, whoa, guys. Like It's at 54 now, um, although the line hasn't changed. I think the Chiefs were one and a half to open. It's, very, it's moved a half line, but it moved really quickly. It's, it is stuck at one. And the total stuck at 54 right now, um, which are two just – they're really difficult lines to do. But I agree with you. It's like it bought, got bought up so fast. So who bought that up? Was it sharp money? Was it cheap money? Who knows what it was. It public money? You know, if I'm a Chiefs backer, I, I think – I feel like they're unstoppable right now. Um, let's do a couple more props before we move on to the actual game here. Absolutely. Um, I, I want to talk a bit about uh, – you said San Francisco. There's a, an historic team. Um um, I love this one of who they're going to mention first. One day that's that's the announcers. Now the criteria for this is uh, from the kickoff to the final whistle, the live broadcast only. Halftime does not count towards this wager. They must say the full name um, of the individual. Who who gets the nod first? Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, or Steve Young in this? Joe is favorite at minus one fifty. Joe Joe is obviously the guy, but you know who is like bouncing around on the sideline doing backflips and it was like it was the Jerry Rice show during like the AFC championships I know everybody was there they showed everybody but Jerry Rice was like he had his own little little friggin party like it was he's at plus 130 right now I mean if he has his little song and dance going on in the sidelines pregame we're gonna see Jerry Rice before we see Joe, I'm sure they've got some part of their verbiage or their narrative they're going to bring Joe into it. But I think it'll be far more curated, you know, where they'll at some point in the game, they're going to do a throw to Joe Montana based on Garoppolo stats or something like that. Right. They're ready for it. Joe will be part of it. But the way I saw Jerry Rice just flipping out and doing his thing and having a, like his own little party, um, I, I, I think that's a great plus 130 bet, you guys. Yeah, I really, really like that bet. And to that point, I, I don't think Joe Montana is going to be catching pregame passes uh, from from Jimmy G. Uh, last time I looked, and, and that's exactly what we saw with Jerry Rice in the championship game, in the NFC Championship. So maybe he's on the field catching passes pregame. Maybe he's not. But I think that the fact that he was as president present as he was in that championship game, I think the odds actually are in his favor. I'm surprised. Uh, that you're actually getting plus money with with Jerry Rice here. I, I love love the call. I think that that's that's actually one of the sharper prop bets on on this uh, entire sheet. You guys convinced me. Uh, I've been changing my pick from Joe Montana to Jerry Rice. Uh, yeah, the goat receiver. Let's let's roll with them. 
Um, well, I mean, the only the, the only thing that I could see is that like he, they were at home for the AFC Championship game, and he basically like can do whatever the hell he wants in yeah. that stadium. It is the Super Bowl, and it's a little more restrictive. But I think he just kind of set the precedent precedent to it. Um, like, I think as, if he can do it in the championship game, yeah. he can do it in the Super Bowl too. I mean, I it's it's Jerry Rice, right? Like, <laughs> we're we're talking about a guy. Yeah, who that's true. Not only is is a legend in 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 of itself and the best receiver of all time. Uh, but he's somebody that has a direct tie to, to one of these teams. So I think that, yeah, I, I would be surprised if he didn't have a big role early in the game and early enough to, to get that first mention. Yeah, I agree too. Um, but by the way, we know they're going to be in that. I, I bet you, Steve, I wish there was a, there was a, a line for like, not Steve Young. If he just doesn't get mentioned in it, <laughs> poor Steve Young. But like, I think that might, that that's actually like pretty probable that they just kind of gloss over him because Jerry's going to be, um, um, like doing his thing, and then Joe's gonna hit, be part of the quarterback narrative. Um, I think during this entire game, you know, so we're gonna see him a lot. But I think I think Jerry at plus one thirty, Jerry. I feel Jerry's the man um, for this one. Um, so we're we're still gonna go. So here, let's just do a quick uh, recap. We're gonna go under one million for uh, Floyd Mayweather. We're doing under two million for largest um, wager. Out of Vegas, um, and then we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do Rice being seen um, before um, Joe Montana and Steve Young. You guys are you guys confident in those bets right there? Yeah, definitely. And we got to throw some J Lo in there too, right? And then okay, got yeah, to. that's right. Your butt cleavage one. So let's go. The cleavage yeah. is both right. We're going with both cleavage. Yeah. We're gonna place that wager. Um, yeah. That that'll be good. We're gonna do this because we have to do an after aftermath show next week, and we have to go over. Um, our wagers here to see see how we uh, how we came through at the end of it. Okay, yeah. and I'm going to place these razors yeah, and yeah. see what's going on. Um, um, any other uh, cleavage? The butt cleavage? You said yes for sure, right? Yeah, I, th- I think I think so. Eric, okay. what do you think about the butt cleavage? Like, yeah, she I was a stripper on a movie. Yeah, like, I think that's you seem to know a little bit too much about that movie. Yeah, for I mean, my liking, but I well, um, I mean, hey, listen, J Lo dancing, um, even just like she could wear a, a parka. And and some UGG boots, and I just probably watched two and a half hours of that. So I mean, I don't know. So yeah, this point. is the whole other end of the the spectrum there. Hey. Okay. What What do you guys think about um, George Kittle plus Travis Kelsey receiving yards plus ten and a half versus the total points in Georgetown versus St. John's on Sunday? I think that's a pretty uh, appealing bet for Kittle and Kelsey. Obviously. Um. Say again. Clarify that one. Kittle plus Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of moving parts in that yeah. one, Eric. Yeah, that that was kind of kind of the point. I do like this prop, but it's also kind of funny. That's how crazy the things you could bet on. George Kittle plus Travis Kelsey receiving yards. Okay, total yards. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Add Against. ten and a half onto that. Yeah. Right. Georgetown St. John's total points on their matchup on Sunday. Oh. Okay, I got it. So what they're saying, so what, that's like a 75-point game. So they're saying each guy gets 30-ish, plus 10 and a half. It should be higher. The, they're, eight, they're two high-scoring teams. Yeah, so nine, 90, a 90 in there, you think? Uh, we're, we're looking at oh, about 100 and we're doing combined 140 score. points, 150 points. Yeah, yeah, we're doing combined score of, of George. <laughs> that's right. I see. Okay. 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 I got it. I got it. Oh my God. Yes. And so what is your, what is your call on this? Uh, I'm taking the plus 10 and a half. If there's any time 
Kittle or Kelsey are going to be used to their extreme. You know, Kittle's been playing yeah. through a, a torn labrum from two years. They run the ball so much, but he's a star. Travis Kelsey is also a star on the other oh, side. The ball. And then either one of those guys could have a hundred yards in the Georgetown game. If it ends, uh, or 140 points. Kittle and Kelsey can fly over that. Yeah, they can have an individually. Kelsey's going to have a lot of yards here, I think. I feel like they're going to they have a lot of yards. I don't think they're secondary, or they're, I think secondary is really, really good. I think uh, that's the matchup monster um, for uh, for this game for them. I think Kittle gets a ton of touches. And he'll. it might not be a spectacular one, but he'll grind out 120 yards out of this, I think. 120 yards and a touchdown. And that gives us, you know, 30, 40 um, for Kittle, which I think is easy, right? Oh yeah, the, that would, he, he easily hits thirty or forty re- receiving guards. I mean, he's their he's their best weapon, um, and the, they'll get him the ball. And the, they're going to find creative ways to get him the ball in the biggest game of you know his life and everyone who's involved his life. So I, I love that bet a lot. Great. Um, you know, we well, said at the beginning of the show here in D, we said that we didn't have a horse in the race. I lied to all the listeners. So I, I just wanted to take a moment and apologize for all of our listeners because there is a horse in the race and you can bet on that horse in the race okay. on our, our friends over at Bet Online's website. Uh, you know what I'm talking about here? How about, how about two different cross-sport props? One, James Harden's total points versus the Pelicans on Sunday – uh, versus the Super Bowl first half points, and the second, Russell Westbrook's points, rebounds, and assists against the Pelicans. So while you guys were talking about George Kittle uh, and, and talking about this other prop, I was doing a little bit of a deeper digging here uh, and looking at Russell Westbrook, who I knew had been just out of this world. This guy's been playing, I would make the case, better than James Harden for the last two weeks uh, now. He's been playing out of this world. Uh, anyways, to that point, he's been doing everything. He's been getting the rebounds, the assists. He looks like the old Russell Westbrook. So I have a question for you guys. Both of you guys give me how many pass attempts you think Patrick Mahomes is going to have on Sunday. What do you think? I think he will be close to 50. Close to 50. Yep. Okay. I'm saying over, think, I'm uh, say 45. Let's just say 45 pass attempts. I think that's what's going to happen. Somewhere in that range. I feel like, what do you think? I have the homes at 36 passes. See, this is, that's what I'm saying. So both of you guys just help make me feel so much better about this bet. This isn't a sexy bet. Like you're not going to make a ton of money off of it. It's only, it's a minus 160, but it's, I think a sure bet Russell Westbrook. So let's just go through a few of his last games. uh, And just to put this into perspective for all the listeners here, Two games ago, 45 points, 10 assists, 6 rebounds. I mean, wasn't a math major here, but that gets you to 61 combined assists, rebounds, and points. The game after that, so this is his most recent game against a very competent Denver Nuggets defense. Uh, in that game, he had 32 points, 7 assists, and 7 rebounds. So, again, uh, gets you to 59 points. Those are just the last two. He's been playing at this level now for two weeks. Uh, Russell Westbrook, in my estimation, is and, – and not to mention, there's a chance James Harden doesn't even play on Sunday. Uh, so take that into account too. He's been dealing with an injury. I, I think he plays. My point is this. Both scenarios. We're, we're talking about 59 and 65 or 61, and I don't see him getting less than 50 combined in any scenario. So, yeah, this is – all of a sudden, D, I said there wasn't a horse in the race. 
Russell Westbrook, Super Bowl prop. I love it. It's one of my favorite on the whole slate. Okay, so yeah, go, go for it here. Explain it. Read it out to us here. Um, I'm going to take this down so we can bet on it. And then, and then what your wager is on this bad boy. Yeah, Russell Westbrook points, rebounds, and assists against the Pelicans uh, on Sunday. It's minus 160 versus Patrick Mahomes' pass attempts. And Patrick Mahomes' pass attempts, you get 120 plus 120 on that bet. Wow. I'm hammering the minus 160 for Russell Westbrook here. And, and this, honestly, the more that I think about it and the way that Westbrook's been playing, and then we could, I mean, if I really wanted to dive into analytics with you guys, we'll talk about this more little tease to, to some of our future shows that we do together. NBA is a sport that that I have a lot of passion for uh, and do a lot of, of digging into on a daily basis. This team, the New Orleans Pelicans team, play at the fourth fastest pace in the NBA. The Houston Rockets play at the first fastest pace in the NBA. The faster the pace, the more possessions, which means that there's more opportunities for those rebounds and assists and scoring. Uh, the Pelicans also rank at the bottom half of the league in team defense. So it's just all of the stars align here. It's going to be Lonzo Ball shadowing him on the other side of the ball. I'm not worried about the matchup. Russell Westbrook should have a ceiling game and, and really be competitive in this one. Houston's also been keeping games competitive, so we're less worried about the blowout, which means he wouldn't be playing garbage time minutes down the stretch in the fourth quarter. I think the game stays competitive. This is one of the best matchups on paper. I think Russell runs away with this this prop. I, I'm shocked that the line is where it's at. It's not a tremendously sexy bet, but, I mean, go throw some money well, on it. I feel well, really confident about this take. There you go, folks. There's a little sniff into what our basketball show is going to look like in um, uh, a week and a half's time because that is the type of insider analysis that we're going to be getting out of this uh out of this team here. What a, without, that was that was very very well done. I love it. We're going to place a bet on that. Guys, we got to get into the game. We spent a half yeah, hour on props here. There's so many. For, for those of you who want to bet, go to betonline.ag. Use the promo code REVIEW. You'll get extra money in your account to bet on all those preps. We, we are going to bet on like 10 of them, but there's six or seven hundred it is a blast just check them out look at them with your te- with your with your friends like this is this is the fun most fun thing um you can bet on during the game it's the game within the game um and gatorade matters now color of the gatorade matters um you just got to go for it we got to talk about this game eric rosenthal um no horse in this race in terms of teams um you got a one point spread and a total of 54 what is your head where's your head at right now so my, my head's been in the same place it has been all of this season. That betting against Patrick Mahomes may look yeah. completely silly um, at, at the end of the year and at the end in the future. He was robbed of a Super Bowl appearance in his first you know season starting where he threw 50 touchdowns because of D Ford lining offsides and Tom Brady winning a coin toss, getting lucky. And I think that has clouded our judgment. To re- We should have realized all year, Mahomes is the best quarterback, the best player to ever play this position in the history of the sport. And he could be going for a second straight Super Bowl. He was robbed of that. I think he wins the Super Bowl now. And we look at it and go, wow, that was silly. That We didn't just go, this is kind of like the LeBron James of the NFL. He's the new kid on the block. He's just better. And why didn't we bet on him? And that's how I felt all season. That's how I feel right now. The Ford Nanners are a really good team, so uh, I wouldn't be shocked if they won, but until somebody beats Mahomes now, I just think he's he's the the LeBron James of, of the NFL, and I'm not going to bet against them. 
Wow, so you're saying, well, I mean, it's basically a straight up win here. So you're just going, you're just a KC, you're KC all day. You're yeah, KC I would all take day. the so, money line, minus 125. I don't yeah. want to be sick for the next, yeah, until the regular season's back because of I achieved one by one and I pushed my bet instead of winning. So, so you're going to go money line on that. So you don't think, um, you don't think San Fran's D stops them. You don't think San Francisco does enough? Because, by the way, San Francisco, in terms of scoring, very, very high-scoring uh, offense. Uh, not, as, yeah. not as high as you think, or not as low as you think. They just consistently put up. Um, I think they actually put up more overall. Now, granted, there was a couple games without Mahomes in, in it, but I think they're higher ranked by a, a point or so um, than, uh, than KC. You think KC figures out that secondary. You think Mahomes... Um, has enough tools that they're going to uh, they're going to do the KC thing, which is just just shock and awe, and just lights out. They're too fast um, and they're too precise for this uh, San Francisco. San Francisco D's never seen anything like it. Yeah, th- this this Chiefs offense is is something different. In, in Patrick Mahomes' four starts in his career uh, in the playoffs, he's putting up 31, 31, 51, 35. Yeah, Those he's are special, man. Point he's special, and man. It seems he's less amazing is. because we've been seeing that lately. But other teams yeah. don't score 30 very often now. The 49ers just did, to be fair. That's why they're in the Super Bowl. But nobody else, in the, nobody in the eight teams in the wild card round scored 30. Nobody, um, neither the Packers nor the Seahawks, neither the Ravens nor the Titans nor the 49ers nor the Vikings scored 30 in the divisional round. And Patrick Mahomes has just shown an ability in, in every playoff game, all four of his young career, with an upward trajectory, that he's going to put up 31-plus points. And I expect – I have seen no reason why he's not going to do the same again. I, I really do think he's special on, on a new level that – you know, it's like LeBron James. Um, why are we going to be bet against him, you know, in his – you know, after the first time he got to the – the NBA finals. Like you just got to keep getting there. Um, Patrick Mahomes is that type of player, that type of special talent. And I think he puts up, helps his team put up 31 plus. And I just can't expect um, Jimmy Garoppolo and, and crew to put up that many points. Okay. I mean, that's a simple one for you. You barely even had to talk about it. Uh, Fife dog. What do you got? How are you handicapping this? I'm, I'm having a really hard time with it, to be honest, D. Uh, this is this is one of the harder bets that I'm going to make, which just if, if it doesn't go to the point that we made earlier on in the show, we laugh, we joke about all of the prop bets this week. But I like the props better than I do betting on the actual game itself. My heart wants Patrick Mahomes to win this game, but my head says that this actually could be a game where San Francisco pulls off the small upset. Uh, I I love Patrick Mahomes, a Texas Tech grad, uh, went there, and, and he is an absolute legend in Raider land. So this is somebody that I've followed very closely uh, throughout his entire career, and it's it's awesome to see what he's been able to do. I mean, Eric articulated it beautifully, talked about the 50 touchdowns, uh, talked about how just dominant he's been now for, you know, for every single playoff game that he's played in. Uh, I, I believe in him. I just don't know if the sustainability of this team's offense and what they've done. And, and they here's the big thing, and this is what I keep coming back to in my head. In the last two games, they've played against teams that were worse than them. We can all agree on that. The Texans, it pains me. It sucks to say it, but I, I mean, it's just that that's the case. It's the reality. They were a worse team than Kansas City. Yet, 
they let Houston get up 24 to zero in that game. Obviously they won, but that's not the story that I want to highlight here because Tennessee similarly got up 10 to zero in their game. If they get a big deficit or if they allow San Francisco to get an early lead, I don't think that they can come back and beat them because of that defense, because of how strong the San Francisco rush game is and rush attack is. We just saw last week against Green Bay, this Green Bay team, I mean, they were supposed to be competitive. They weren't. And and that's where like my level of confidence in betting on Patrick Mahomes, it's always there, but I, I can't ignore that. Well, Kansas City was not only losing to two teams by double digits in the the first two games of the playoffs, but they also were losing to two teams that were clearly worse than they were from a skill sets front. Now, for the first time in this playoffs, we're actually going to see them play a team that is arguably just as good as them, you know, obviously for different different respects and in different rights. It's just really tough because you have this explosive just dynamic offense in Kansas City in such a dominant defense in San Francisco. These two teams, really, I, I think it's going to be, I mean, I, I love the spread. I think that one is very fair. Um, and, and I don't know if I'm going to be betting on the game. Obviously, I'll say this. If I were to bet on a team in this game, I actually think it'd be San Francisco. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Okay, I mean, uh, I guess it comes down to me here to break the top, yeah. right, guys, of where we're going to put our money. And uh, this has been a really – this is one of the toughest ones. And uh, yeah. there might be – yeah, this might be a game-time decision. I've been flip-flopping all week long. But I think I keep landing at a similar conclu- – a, a same – uh, the same conclusion um, every time. And that's because they're so evenly matched. I look at uh, a couple of factors of what wins uh, wins football games. And so I look at a couple of factors here. Um, statistically, like if you look at like end result statistics, like, like points scored, yada, yada, um, very similar in what these teams have done, just done it different ways. And it's those ways that have really come through um, for me to see, you know, what... Um, what can be the difference maker here? And a couple of them, um, and this is what they are. It's basically running the football. And if you look at any glaring weakness, and by the way, KC's defense has is much improved. They got Tyron Matthew there. He kind of solidified that. They are not a great defense, though. They're just not a, an abysmal dumpster fire that they have been the last two years. Um, they just don't suck as bad. And But one thing that they're still abysmal at is stopping the run. And yeah. Garoppolo threw the ball eight times last week. Why? Because they just sat there and handed the ball off. And you know that they were waiting to throw the ball. You know that they had a game plan, but they just didn't have to because their offensive line was just nuts. You couldn't beat them to the outside. Uh, it was just crazy. You just watched them do the same thing over and over again. And and then, but that just wasn't last week. They are one of the best running teams in football. So they run the ball very, very well. KC does yeah. not stop the run very, very well. Second thing that this that factors into this is that your best defense against the best quarterback in football, besides Lamar Jackson and Tom Brady in Patrick Mahomes, is having the ball away from Patrick Mahomes. His defense is just not letting him touch the ball. Because here's the deal. If he gets the ball, he will eventually just score a shitload of points on you. 
It's just a fact of the of matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter how good your defense is. The more times he has a chance to score on you, he will just score on you. I think that they're going to not hold him, but he just won't, you know, he's not going to go lights out. Um, but I think with their style of offense and success in running the game does one great thing for them. It keeps the ball in their hands and out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. And that, I feel like, is just enough to stop the guy. And that's all you're trying to do here. You don't want to shut him down. You're not going to do that. He's stupid. You, you, you're going to try to contain him to what he is and then just not give him a chance to beat you. And if San Francisco does what they've been doing consistently all season long and it's controlling the clock, grinding it out, running the ball, beating up on your defense through running, that that it's going to, it just, you're going to wear you down. And that's what they do, right? You've watched how their games go. They're so consistent, but they just eventually put up 37 points on you. They don't shock and awe where yeah. it's just like, all of a sudden it's 30 points in five minutes. No, no, no. They will just, at the end of the game, you look at it and you go, they were winning, but I didn't think they were dominating that bad, but they were because they were just consistently smashing you down. So I go, I go, the way that that philosophy will work against any team, but it works especially well against this because you just need the ball out of that man's hands as much as you possibly can. I feel like San Francisco, Garoppolo's good enough to keep the chains moving, but if their run doesn't match, their run matches up very well against a piss poor KC run D, a specific run D. Um, and you know if they're going to stack it, that Garoppolo's just good enough to to pull them out of that um, that idea um, of of stopping that run wholly. And if they do that, they're just going to slowly grind out points and points. Mahomes is going to make a run, maybe like tied at halftime. You know what I mean? They might be up by halftime, but we're just going to watch that happen. So my uh, my bet is uh, is a straight up money line bet on the San Francisco 49ers to uh, to win this game as an underdog here. Uh, other caveat to that, yeah. though, is um, my second place finish in my kickers only fantasy football league this year. <laughs> yeah. The rules of the winner is you take all the winnings and you do two things with them. You have to buy, sorry, three things with them. You have to buy the jersey of the kicker that won you the league. And the guy who did it, Will Lutz, won him the league. So he had to go and buy a Will Lutz jersey and do a photo shoot with it. And then the second thing you've got to do is you have to place all the, mo- the remaining money on a wager on the Super Bowl. Um, oh, sorry, 80% of the money on a wager on the Super Bowl, just a straight up wager on anything that you can. Um, and then the last bit of the money at the Super Bowl party, you have to buy all of the drinks for all of the guys in the kickers only league. Our winner, um, who had to buy the Will Lutz jersey, put the whole bloody thing on the San Francisco 49ers to win. And yeah. I thought that was just ballsy of the guy. Just That's just ballsy. Wow. It ended up at 1300 bucks. He took and he just put it straight up on the on the Niners to win the game. I was like, wow, man, that's, you know, I wouldn't have done that. I would have done something stupid. So I didn't feel like I was attached to it. He's a Niners fan, um, a major Niners fan. I wouldn't have done that. I would have done a butt cleavage bet. You know, I would have done something <laughs> fun where it just didn't matter, where it was just all for fun. And we'd all be cheering for butt cleavage at halftime and it'd be great. This guy didn't. This guy is going to be a mess, by the way the entire game. It's crazy that he did it, but I just go, you know what? That's a, that's a move right there. I'll give that. That's a power move. And I'll back your power move by putting my endorsement here at the under review show on the San Francisco 49s Niners, uh, uh, getting a, a close win. They're not going to blow them out. It's going to be a quick, uh, it's going to be a squeaker. And, uh, and that's where I stand. What do you think fellas? Yeah, I love it. I mean, I, I really endorse that bet too. And the more that I thought about, it, I mean, my heart wants to bet on Patrick, but my head says that, 
you can't ignore the fact that they are who they say they are. And they are the team that, in my estimation, is this Chiefs kryptonite. Well, and betting against Andy Reid in the yeah. Super Bowl is always a really fun thing to do. Um, Eric, my, my my criteria, though, for betting on San Fran, I know, I know you don't agree with it, but does it make sense to you? Do you have any rebuttal about how I kind of see this game shaping out? Um, Andy Reid, let's take Andy Reid out of the equation. Uh, I, I can see everything you're saying, and I yeah. do worry actually a little bit. Andy Reid clock management at the end of the game. <laughs> oh goodness! Right, I think it's going to be like probably pretty close. Or they're going to need some scores at the end, and that's just going to be butchered. Um, and then that's where <laughs> I'm going to put a, a huge bet on: Are they going to show video um, of Donovan McNabb vomiting <laughs> during that two minute drill in uh, in the 2005 Super Bowl against the Patriots? I'm going to say yes because I feel like it's going to get to that point where they're doing the hurry up, and it seems to be all scrambly. And then they're going to be like, "Do you remember this, guys?" And then they're going to show it, and then that's going to be a ton of money. That's like a plus 500 underdog. I'm just going to put the money on that because I see them having to do a scrambly come from behind uh, jam, and they're going to get a touchdown late, and they're going to be doing a run, and then they're going to show it, and they're going to show Donovan McNam barfing um, because he he gassed out. Uh, I boys. can see that for sure. Yeah. And uh, real quick, the word Patriots to be said by Bucker Aikman, minus 270. I want your thoughts on that. But, yeah, I mean, I, I can see the game shaping out exactly how you did. Um, I, I would have, have no surprises if you were totally correct and nailed it on the head. I just think Mahomes is the best player. I'm going to bet on the best player until I'm proven wrong. So uh, yeah, I yeah. mean that's a good. That's I a mean, good take. It's it's the thing. I just yeah. I you know and for me I'm just I, I took an old school approach to this running the ball and defense wins championships. Yeah. Well, it's not quite the same thing. But last year I mean we saw that right. We saw the best offense in the NFC um, taking on uh, a defense that they only put up three points. Um, not a lot of similarities, but you know what I'm saying. It's like de- the defense won the day. Um, and I feel like running the ball on defense wins the day in most cases. Um, as for your Patriots question, absolutely. There's too much Patriots ingrained in here, guys. Um, Patriots beating Andy Reid in his last Super Bowl from 15 years ago. Jimmy Garoppolo being a backup for three and a half years to Tom Brady. Tom Brady sending words of encouragement, which is just blowing up the internet today, to Garoppolo, telling him to go take care of business. Um, how uh, how the ties to the Bay Area uh, kind of thread through everything. It's going to be a 100% Patriots yes, um, maybe many times during this entire uh, Super Bowl. Guys, we're out of time. Um, head to betonline.ag, use promo code REVIEW, get some money, extra money in your account to uh, to throw down on these prop bets, to throw it down on the game, and uh, and, and join us uh, later this week where we go over our last-minute water cooler prop bet um, um, extravaganza leading into the Super Bowl. Um, please bet safe out there, folks. Um, keep your uh, arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Um, as we go into this fantastic Super Bowl weekend. On behalf of Eric Rosenthal and Sean Pfeiffer, we appreciate you listening, folks. Have a uh, wonderful week and uh, a great Super Bowl. Adios. Chao, chao.